Alright. This one's gonna be kinda it's gonna be a hot topic. Um you know, it's gonna be a little uh controversial. Um the first actual episode of uh the queue. So hopefully this goes over well. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the queue. Name still pending with your host, Quentin Oro Nerd, as you should know by now. And if you've heard of me before, that's because I have a YouTube channel. Um, post videos all the time. You know, back when I did, did a stint of vlogging there for like the last semester of college. And before, you know, I just stopped, uh, did some gaming stuff before that. And that qualifies me to talk about real-world politics and uh, current events, right? <laughs> I think that gives me enough credence to uh, speak my mind on those things, I guess. Um, I don't know why I was giving my qualifications on being on the internet, but there you go, I guess. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the last episode where I talked about my art and what I considered, um, you know, my artistic vision of the YouTube channel. And hopefully you went back and watched some of that stuff, and you saw what I was talking about, hopefully. Because if you didn't, then I mean, you kind of wasted time on both the podcast and also the videos. Um, and for that, I'm sorry that you are not as wrinkly-brained as the rest of us that did understand it. But with that being said, um, today is going to be kind of a, it's going to be an interesting podcast um, I'm probably going to keep it relatively brief because it's a subject that I don't have a lot of knowledge in and I don't want to mislead people or incorrectly, um, phrase a thing or speak the wrong arguments and, um, you know, just treading as carefully as possible with these subjects because it is very, uh, very controversial, and it's it impacts pretty much a lot of people. Um, and it's not, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's not my place to talk about it because I'm an American citizen, and I do technically have a right to talk about what we do as a nation. So, in a way, it's okay. In other ways, it's not. But the topic I'm discussing, discussing a bit with myself today, kind of getting my thoughts out on it, at least my initial brief day one uh, feelings and thoughts, I mean, obviously, it's been happening for 20 years. Um, not obviously because I haven't said it, but the pulling out of American forces and removing ourselves from Afghanistan. Um, it's a pretty heavy topic. Um, so we're just digging straight into the core concept of this uh, podcast. Um, so, yeah, that that's pretty heavy. And I don't 100% know how to articulate it completely for those that don't understand or or really fully know why that's impactful and to that i would say you are probably a little too young or you have dug your head too far into the sand to not be paying attention to what has happened the last 20 years at least in our political and uh military movements um and myself being 22 years old almost 23 um my entire life I've known about troops in Afghanistan and, um, you know, things that happened in 9-11, 
it's very it's very close actually to being 9/11. Um, so to that, um, rest in peace, all of those people and victims of you know terrorist attacks and things like that. Um, but it's very it's a part of our culture, which is crazy to think about. And I haven't spent enough time digesting that thought that Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran and all of that, the Middle East has been the underlying culture of, of my, my demographic. I don't know exactly what it would be called. We're like fringe millennials and Gen Zers. So I don't know which way we're supposed to lean. I think technically my age 22 and lower, we're supposed to lean, um, towards Gen Z, but I don't know how you take that. So whichever way I lean more towards millennials because those are the people that I hang out with is older people and they're millennials. So my thought processes and my ideals are probably closer to theirs. Um, than it would be to Gen Z meme, meme kids, you know? Uh, so to, for the people that don't understand, um, I, I can't educate you on the full extent of the, political climate that is with Afghanistan and the Middle East. Um, but President uh, Joe Biden has officially announced that we are pulling out and removing our troops and getting key political people out of there. Um, and, you know, within a couple of hours of that happening, the Taliban has seized the capital, Kabul, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's U-L-K-A-B-U-L. And um, it's just not looking good over there. And, uh, you know, my heart goes out to all of the citizens of that country and all of also all of the Americans and um, allies of the U.S. that are stuck over there. That's got to be scary. I can't even imagine. Like, legitimately, I can't because I've never known a life like that. And that is kind of kind of scary, right? And then the whole debate on if you should or shouldn't be pulling out um, that one is very topical for this. And I mean, my general take, and it's kind of been my take always, ever since I've like learned about why we're even in Afghanistan, it's like, we're just wasting money there. Like they really just can't support themselves. The Taliban's just too ingrained in their culture, even though it's completely wrong and it's messed up what they're doing as uh, air quotes religion or whatever they call themselves. It's not, it's not okay. Right. So, but the people that we're trying to prop up and the way we're trying to just build a, a uh, democracy out of nothing, it, you can't. I mean, it's never been done. We've done it like, what, nine other countries from what I've read? Vietnam and the like. I don't know the rest of them. Maybe Korea? I can't remember if we were a part of that or not. Soviet Union? You know, I don't remember. Um, I haven't dug deep enough into the past um, in our attempts to, you know, not to allow self-governance of other countries that we have occupied, kind of. Not really, you know? I don't know. I don't know the terms for that either. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure on the, the history of it, but uh, as far as I'm aware, it's never worked. Libya, that's the other one I was thinking of, sorry. It's never worked, and it's always just been a waste of our time and a waste of our lives. Like, the people that have sacrificed their lives to do that in the military... And it's been for nothing, almost. Um, it almost feels like it was a thing that the presidents did to save face with the American people, to show that they cared or something. Um, and it was just kind of a waste of tax dollars, uh, ultimately, which is a terrible thing to have to say. But it's just kind of the hard truth, you know. And I 
I wish it wasn't, and I hoped that we could have done something and it would have worked. It would have been fantastic. I would have would have been happy, you know, with that outcome. But it just didn't happen the way that we wanted it to, and we had to get out of there. And I'm not really going to get into a lot of the Twitter uh, angry people that are tweeting how Joe Biden should be impeached and how uh, I don't really know what else. The people are just angry that we're leaving all of those innocent people behind that I say, I agree, it is terrible that that's happening, but it is, at the end of the day, up to that nation to take care of its people, and we should not be doing that because we don't own the country, and we don't want to get into, I don't want to get into the whole politics of trying to take over a country in the Middle East and expecting everything to go just perfectly fine, especially with the UN, like regardless of the other Middle East and other territories in that area, um, regardless of what they think, even the UN would be like, I don't know if uh, America, if you're allowed to just kind of, you know, roll in and just air quote, you know, kind of colonize a new state. I don't know if we're allowed to do that. Um, so I think that would, it would be, it would cause more harm if we were to push harder to kind of own the place if that makes any sense. Um, and also, the president and the like, I would assume, are thinking that there is a very, very high chance of a war of some kind breaking out officially in Afghanistan. I mean, it's kind of already, it's been a thing for like 20 years that we've been fighting the Taliban, Taliban, depending how you, Taliban, I don't know exactly how you would pronounce it, but um, fighting them for the past 20 years has not been considered a full war, I guess. I mean, it kind of is, but it isn't. But also it's... Uh, larger scale if we were to try and occupy it would be a massive scale thing and as a country we kind of don't need that right now we have enough problems internally that we should be worrying about and not a third world country you know i don't know if i want to call it a third world country i think it technically probably is especially at this point with the taliban doing what it is doing but um i don't want to diminish a country uh accidentally if that makes sense so if I am, very sorry. Uh, I'm not educated enough to label people like that. Um, so, yeah, that happened today. Um, and it has not been a good scene. I've been looking on, you know, Twitter and Reddit, watching the watching the news. Not news channels, because most of them are um, biased in one way or the other. And I don't care about news anchors' opinions on things. I could care less what any of them have to say, because they're getting paid to say it. Um, they're getting paid by somebody to say words in front of a camera um, that they may not have even come up with themselves. I don't know. But a lot of those people I don't listen to just because it's just, it's not good, it's, especially after, you know, COVID. Um, and ever since, what, early 2015 during the presidential um, elections, that really opened my eyes to the fact that, yeah, news media may not be the best place to be getting news, <laughs> ironically, right? It doesn't make much sense, but... Um, the few places that I do read are places like the AP um, and in NPR. The BBC is all right. I mean, it's European biases, which I know nothing about. But for the most part, BBC does a pretty good job on their articles. And then Reuters, which is going to be a paid subscription thing. So I've, I've slowly been weeding them out of my sources of getting information just because I don't want to pay for news. I don't feel like you should be paying for important news. I understand paying for op-eds or um, opinion columns and things like that. I understand them trying to 
become a profitable business. I understand that, but you shouldn't be profiting off of important real life topics, things that are, that need to be heard. You know, I don't think that that should be, um, not necessarily gate kept, but something behind a paywall. So that's why I don't use like the, the Atlantic kind of the Washington post kind of, but some of their stuff, again, they have a subscription model, the New York times subscription, no thanks wired and all of their tech stuff. Doesn't make much sense to pay for that. Um, so yeah, I don't use a lot of the paid models just because you shouldn't be profiting off of other people's deaths and, um, nations collapsing. In my opinion, of course, you should just be giving out that information freely. Um, and if that makes me too much of a lefty head for a lot of people, I'm very sorry, but that's just, that should be truth. It's kind of the truth, you know, just should be some of that information should be free. Um, and it's okay to monetize your own opinions, um, but it's not okay to monetize people's, uh, suffering. So, uh, yeah, that's me off my soapbox there. Um, <laughs> but hopefully that kind of gives you an insight at least to, uh, dig into this yourself and form, um, your own thoughts on this, especially if you're somebody that is 18 or older and can vote and make change in the world hopefully um these should be things you should be thinking about more because this is the world that you are going to be living in um and it's something that can directly affect you as well potentially being drafted or even electing to sign up to go into the military these are very real things that could happen you could go to war um and it's it's as far as i'm aware it's a pretty scary thing um and i don't know how it's gonna go um, and not to be too dark, you know, um, I'm not warmongering or calling for war or predicting that there will be a war breaking out in, you know, rural Illinois, uh, United States, but, um, it's a realistic thing that could happen and just want to make people aware and make sure people understand the weight and the gravity of what has happened today. Um, and I talked about it a bit in our Snapchat group. I was, you know, I had a reading list of things to do and I just didn't get to any of it. Um, but I will, I will link all of the articles that I was planning on talking about this morning before, um, you know, the whole Afghanistan thing kicked off. But, um, the few topics that I have, they're all going to be linked in these show notes. Um, whatever the description is, they'll be linked in there. But the original topics for this episode were, um, an article from the Atlantic about how the pandemic now ends. Didn't even get to read it, so I don't know how the article goes. Um, introducing Ethereum 101. It's a tweet thread from Business Barista on Twitter. Um, and he's talking about a high-level um, topic of Ethereum. Um, again, I didn't dig too deep into it. Um, I just kind of saw the top tweet. It's a pretty long thread. Uh, I'll probably get through it this evening, and I might talk about that. It'll probably be a source of some kind in my upcoming crypto talk at least um, the breakdown of Ethereum and why I prefer it over a lot of other coins, which I'll get to. But, um, oh man, I'm scrolling too deep here. Let me scroll back up. Um, the other thing that I needed to talk about is, where is it? Olympics. Um, decrypt. Dang, this thing scrolled up way too much. Holy cow. All right, there we go. Um, back up a bit. Here we go. Um, the other thing I was talking about, there, <laughs> there's the oral history of Kermit and the Gulag by MailMagazine.com. I think it's a satirical article. 
Um, I'm not 100% sure what it was, but I just saw it, um, and I thought this could be humorous, and I would like to talk about it. And then there's also the Hidden Melodies of Subways Around the World, which is by New York Times. It's a free article, as far as I'm aware. Um, not sure really exactly what they mean, but um, I think it's just an article. I don't know if there's a video attached to it. So there's things like that that I would have talked about that was in my queue, but it just didn't happen because Afghan came up, and we started discussing that instead. And a lot of the, the consensus, I'm not going to give out any names or anything in case the people just don't want their opinions, um, you know, in public, because it is a private Snapchat group with people that they trust, and I'm not going to break that trust. Um, but the general consensus was we kind of wasted money and time and resources in Afghanistan, and we kind of shouldn't in the first place, and it sucks that we had to pull out now, and it's causing as much trouble as it is. And um, shortly after that, it kind of uh, evolved into a religion talk which I won't really get too deep into, but um, basically we were just hating on the Taliban because it's not cool what they're doing, um, and that religion is kind of the worst and shouldn't justify any of their actions, um, which I agree with. So um, just skimming through some of the other stuff here, but um, yeah, we've we've tried a few times in there. Uh, somebody was quoting how we tried with the Taliban, and then Al-Qaeda, and then ISIS, and then we just, like, wrecked them, and then we tried to bring in our own government people, but it just never worked. Uh, just created a, you know, a power vacuum. Um, and then those just, they rebuilt themselves faster than we could officially establish somebody and create cultural, no cultural norms uh, to combat them. Um, but yeah, the rest of it's just religion stuff that we ended up talking about, um, you know, people's, um, distrusts in Christians these days and the, um, slow descent into not believing in specifically Christianity because we are a smaller town in Illinois. Um, that's kind of like the most, uh, it's the biggest religion I would think in, in this area. And you're kind of not, yeah, you're forced into going as a child a lot of the times. And uh, that's hard for some kids. It just doesn't make sense to them. And then that just leads them, you know, against. And I have my own um, takes on Christianity and um, believing in Jesus and God and all of that stuff. Um, most people would label me probably, I don't know how people would label me. They would say I was Christian. Um but for the most part, I don't rock the boat on a lot of people that are important to me because, a lot, you know, um, they excommunicate themselves from people that aren't Christians or don't believe in Christ the same way they do. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how, how that would work with them or not, but I have a lot of opinions on um, that religion and other religions. I've looked into a lot of them and researched them, and they're kind of, a lot of them are the same. They have a lot of sentiments that are very similar. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't discriminate on anybody, honestly. It's your religion. It's your thoughts. This is what, this is how you cope with the world. And to that, I, there's nothing wrong with that. The only time it's wrong is whenever you're justifying murdering or raping or looting or anything like that. Anything that harms a human or an animal. It's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's an okay religion to have, <laughs> right? Or, yeah, just don't know if that's okay. Um but that's my belief. Other people believe, yeah, it's perfectly okay for a man to beat a woman. That's totally natural. That's a normal thing. That's an everyday life. My God says that's okay, and the man is the man of the house or whatever. I don't know how you want to take that. Um, that's on you, and it's not my job to convince you to think one way or the other. It's just my job to put out the facts, you know. That's why I'm here. 
Um, it's kind of a self-proclaimed job, I guess you could say, but I just want to keep it honest and real. That's what, uh, that's what I'm about at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, take some time to digest and think and come up with your own resolution on the whole Afghanistan thing and really think about what it means because it, it's, it's a scary topic and it's a big topic and it isn't something you should ignore. Um, there's a lot of things in U.S. politics that I think you can ignore and be okay with, but something like this is—it's pretty big, and it's been—it's uh, two generations. I mean, it's a generation and a half of people that have only known us being in Afghanistan and the only war we've been in, right? So this is a big thing for us. For older generations, it's uh, status quo. It's just—it's already been. This has happened multiple times. It's a normal thing. And they keep doing their life as though nothing ever happened. And I think that's why it keeps happening is because we've, we as in the older generations have just accepted it as being normal and haven't decided that it needs to change and it shouldn't be normal. Um, And again, that, that thought bubble, that processing line goes deep into a lot of other things that um, aren't necessarily important to this topic at least not today. Um, so hopefully that gave uh, some people a reason to start thinking and to begin their journey on understanding the world as it actually is and not what other people say it is um, because they're two very different things. And with that being said, uh, this has been The Q. Um, this is a Monday podcast. Expect Monday to be a consistent one, at least for the month of August and maybe into September, depending on how the schedules work out. But Monday should be pretty consistent. Um, I'm trying to at least get one a week. We'll see how it goes. Um, this is still a podcast-only thing, um, and you'll have to add it. Um, no update on the distribution yet. I don't think I've gotten a word back from Spotify or um Apple Podcasts or any other places, but you can add the RSS feed. It's in the Discord. It's in the Patreon. Both of them are for free. Um, you can get the Discord for free. You can get the uh, RSS feed from Patreon for free. Of course, if you want to support me, go ahead and do it. It gives you some better roles in the Discord. That kind of just highlight you as a member of the queue um, that wants to actively support me and wants to be in the discussion. You can obviously join for free and read the dis- discussions and kind of get your input um, it's, I'll take it, uh, for right now, anybody that's in there, I'll take everybody's opinion, but once, uh, you know, it gets bigger and there's more subscribed people, of course, there'll be higher prioritization and, uh, they'll be more likely to be heard from on the podcast. Um, and of course I'll have other, I'll have other, other incentives and other reasons to be a supporter on the Patreon other than just trying to be a part of the discussion. Um, and then that'll come out whenever we start gaining traction, just because that will, you know, it'll, it'll be important later on the line. You'll understand once it starts happening. But with that being said, thank you all for being here. Um, I appreciate the listen and the subscribe and the download and whatever other metric there is for podcasts. Um, I appreciate you. And, um, yeah, that was a heavy one today, but, uh, thanks for, thanks for stopping by guys. Um, I'll catch you later. Peace.